I suppose make the most of it because it will get... We always talk about the weather. I always have to mention the weather because I come in and then you always comment on it. Yeah, so how I are do. you? Had a good weekend? Yes, um, I've had a good weekend. I, I got to hang out with my grandma and I think I've mentioned to, to you several times, uh, Sadia, that, you know, my, my grandma's... Get, you know, she, she raised me and but she's getting a bit old now and, and oh. um, it's difficult to see, um, you know, a loved one um, who's not... You know, is poorly, mm. and just to navigate that, mm. you know, and it, it's sad. Um, but you know, you, you, I think your chin wag is very timely. Yeah, for, it's for, just for this. that's just a coincidence, actually. It's interesting because a couple of weeks ago, um, I was actually, I was, you know, how I watch Korean dramas, right? I was actually watching a Korean drama. In this Korean drama, the main character, um, you know, every so often when something came up, he had a traumatic experience when he was young, and suddenly he would just not be able to totally disabled. He he couldn't do anything he couldn't move forward and and then he they said in this drama that oh you know he had broken heart syndrome now i have i think i've uh, perhaps talked about it at some point on chinwag before but i thought oh let me investigate this and have a look because you know initially when somebody says something broken heart syndrome you think it's a joke it's like something that perhaps you know um a girlfriend or boyfriend when they break apart they have this and then they can't do anything in their life or whatever but i had a look at it and it's actually called Takotsubu syndrome and it's a temporary heart condition that's often brought about by kind of mentally or physically by mental and physical stress it could be related to an event or it could be related to say perhaps the death of somebody who's close to you um, and it is actually does actually have an impact on you in terms of how you behave and how you feel and things like that um, and it can sometimes be quite fatal you know, it can lead to certain things that affect your heart. And so, you know, I was looking at this article and it says, you know, and actually I think the SCMP a couple of weeks ago featured this as well. And it says, you know, can you drive from a broken heart? And it says, yes, you know, well, we all know, obviously, that, you know, heart disease is a leading cause of death globally. And we're looking at, you know, an estimated 17.9 million lives each year, accounting for one in every five deaths. That's in the US, for instance. Um, and obviously things like, say, diabetes, your diet, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. These are all obviously risk factors of heart disease, but stress, you know, including the kind of emotional repercussions of a broken heart may also play a role. So <clears throat> I don't know, going back, I suppose, as you were growing up, lots of teenagers, I'm sure, who have girlfriends and boyfriends and suddenly something happens and then they break up and they just feel like they are, their heart is aching. And I'm sure we've all experienced it at some point. Absolutely. A, a death of a, a loved one. You can definitely have that sort of achy heart and, mm. it, and, and it's something so visceral. It manifests <clears throat> itself into something physical. You feel it yeah. actually in your heart. Yeah. Like maybe it's beating faster or maybe there's a... It feels like your heart is sort of contracting or shrinking. Well, I don't well know. there is definitely, you know, this is the thing. There is definitely a kind of physical response to this because a broken heart can weaken the heart's left ventricle and have real serious medical consequences. Um, stress can trigger a typical heart attack and people obviously die from that. Now, this is from Dr. Harmony Reynolds. She's the director of the Sarah Ross Soter Center for Women's Cardiovascular Research at New York University. And she says, you know, a common example of dying from a broken heart is somebody who 
who dies soon after losing a partner. And she's also saying that some of that is heart disease. I don't think we fully understand exactly why that is. And she says it's not one of the many bits of evidence that stress is a trigger. It is just one of the many bits of evidence that stress can actually trigger cardiovascular disease. And suffering from broken heart is real and it's a dangerous condition that many will deal with for for weeks or months. And she said that, you know, some may experience uh, Takasubu syndrome, also known as broken heart syndrome. Um, And then her research has been based on this. So, you know, it just shows you, I suppose, anything like that which triggers that stress automatically. I mean, I I find sometimes, you know... um, you know, when you've got issues going on, say, with You're your worried. family, yeah. your children or whatever, you do. And I think things like what can be triggers is that you might suddenly get a bit of a migraine. You might start getting a headache or, the, you know, because it's stress. But that will automatically, I'm no doctor, but I, I feel in myself that we have to control that. We have to be careful of that because yeah. it may lead to other I get, things. I get bad headaches if I'm feeling a bit anxious or, or something. Mm. Do, do you ever feel any physical pain if you're feeling worried? Yeah, or, yeah. I or, think it's automatically. I think what the fear or tummy is. tummy aches as well. Yeah, That's yeah. You get crap, and which is normal. It's cramps. just like say before you go to an exam or a major interview or something that you start to have like you know you get sweaty hands, you get a bit clammy, you, your stomach may go a bit funny. So it's just amazing as to how and some people I think are very good at controlling it it's interesting because I've seen you know just this is purely on a personal basis that I've seen that people who are generally quite thick-skinned who don't let anything really affect them you know they think oh what the hell you know just say whatever you like I don't care and all this um can I are quite resilient you know, and they can go through all sorts of things. And then the people who are sort of much more sensitive and aware, then you find that perhaps those people are less likely to get through that without being having some sort of damage. Because I know for a fact that I know people who have like chain smoked all their life, right? And, you know, their lungs are in a state. They are not able to do, they have to take, you know, oxygen and stuff a number of times a day. But they still have a very good appetite. They don't let anything affect them because it's They're all still very... still pretty robust. It's, a, it's also because, you know, some people can be quite self-centered in terms of they're just thinking they can... They're, they're, they're tough to keep themselves going. And that, I think, builds this kind of resilience. Um, well, this, you know, this is my person. I've seen many examples of it. And yet then somebody who is very sensitive and very conscious of what people think about them and things like that, they're the ones who are going to lose the weight. They're going to have the bags under their eyes. They're going to be very conscious of that. So I'm sure, you know, these things are directly affecting your heart and the yeah. condition of it. I'm very conscious. I'm still a Morty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she yes. means like, yeah, yeah, you've still put on weight after a child. But I think, you know, there's, I think it depends on sensitivities. Yeah. But being thick skinned, but it's very easy for somebody to say, hey, listen, you know, chill out. Why do you worry about that? But then if your personality is such. You can't help it. You can't help it. You just keep going. So it says that, you know, when I was looking at this, it says it makes up about 1% of all acute coronary uh, syndromes. And you can often feel that it is actually undistinguishable from a heart attack. And and if you look... um, 
at some of the kind of effects. It is that you feel sort of a bit of nausea, you know, you might feel ill, you might feel your heart is aching or whatever it is, you know. And so, so you know, it's amazing how these things do actually have a thing. Um, um, now, in terms of like the actual syndrome, it says 90% of affected patients are actually postmenopausal women, many of whom have previously been diagnosed, diagnosed with mood disorders or brain diseases including oh, strokes wow. so again this whole thing of strokes this is I think my greatest sort of fear when you when you take on worries or you get this is because I think you know the whole blood pressure thing and stress that's that can be a, a cause of stroke which is really scary you know um, because postmenopausal timing for many of the women makes it clear to us that hormones are invo- are actually involved in this. But it's not at the moment of menopause, so it seems as if the withdrawal of hormones also have this effect on, on women. Um, and treatment is relatively unknown. Uh, Reynolds has said that, you know, you can get anti-angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitors, like drugs prescribed to relax blood vessels and lower blood pressure they make a kind of positive impact on recovery um so you know what do you expect if you have it like if you think you may have it what do you expect it says generally people make a full recovery but they but it does actually feel very much like a heart attack and you can confuse the two um and it's best perhaps if you feel something like that to actually head to the emergency room immediately and you may not sort of occur it may not occur as kind of pain in the chest but it could be anywhere between the jawline and teeth to the upper stomach and it could also include like things like shortness of breath nausea vomiting sweating or a or a sense that something feels wrong um and and I think, you know, the general advice for women, and I would say this really would be for anyone as, as well, but, you know, her research is saying that more women would get it. It says, don't diminish your pain. She said, I've tried to use the name broken heart syndrome less because some of the people who have it find it minimizes what's happened to them. Maybe they don't take it as seriously mm-hmm. if they think, oh, it's just broken heart syndrome. It's not real heart attack type thing. But you've got to remember that it may lead to that, right? And she said people think that they could have could have it in control if they just weren't so upset that these women, you know, would never have never had this problem, whatever. And he said, go to accident emergency department immediately. Don't assume it's not a heart attack, and advocate for yourself. Walk in and say, I think I'm having a heart attack. Um, a 2022 study in the U.S. found that women with chest pain experienced longer waiting times in the emergency room than men, and women of color wait even longer. We often hear that uh, women are, are sometimes misdiagnosed and also they're not uh, necessarily believed. And so that's why it takes them uh, longer to actually get diagn- uh, to, to get a formal mm. diagnosis. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, we've just got an announcement from the transport department that due to a traffic accident, all lanes of Qingcheng Road, Kuaichung bound near Lai Chi Kok Road are closed to all traffic. Parts of the lanes of Qing, uh, part of the lanes of Qingcheng Road, Kuntong bound near uh, 
Ching Lai Court are also closed. Affected bus routes have now been diverted. Traffic queues on Ching Cheng Road, Kwai Chung Bound near Long Cheng Road near uh, Phoenix House and Tai Po Road near Chakon Estate. And so motorists are, are now advised to use alternative routing. Traffic is very congested in the area. Um, back to uh, what we were saying earlier, Sadia, that women are, are not often believed and we have mm, to be mm. our, our advocate. But when you're in that sort of stressful situation, you just would assume that medical workers would believe you. You know, yeah. you're, you're experiencing that yeah, uh, yeah, you have attack. to. Yeah. I think. I think the other thing is, is, is that perhaps what happens is that women, a lot of women, perhaps a little bit more, um, uh, not kind of savvy, but I think women are a little bit more cautious about things sometimes. And and what happens is that quite a few men. I know. I, I would say that you know, even if I think of my own husband, if um, you know, you explain something, he they'd usually say, "Oh, it's all right. Don't worry about it. I'll be fine. It's nothing to worry about." Out. But I think if you're actually feeling something, like, while women might be a little bit more pedantic about it and think, no, no, I think it's something you need to do, like as a as a wife or a partner or whatever, you may say, no, I think you should go to the doctor. I think you should go and check it out. Um, and perhaps women don't need that person telling them they will go and do it. That's why maybe they're a bit more cautious. So hence, you know, when you go into an accident, emergency, whatever, because there are probably more cases of women coming in and saying that I feel this, then the percentage-wise, probability-wise, people think, okay, well, I'm not going to take this so seriously because, uh, you know, three out of four women or whatever it is come in and say this, you know. And now that, you know, you mentioned this broken heart syndrome, I mean, back about 15 years ago when my grandma lost her daughter, when my eldest auntie passed away, my grandma did also talk about her chest pains and stuff afterwards. so you know this. This is so possible. I mean, losing That's your own a very child common. is yeah, yeah. It's a very common occurrence. Certainly, if somebody who's very close to you has died. I mean, I think the most common thing is when you think of a spouse. Well, or losing your child. Yeah, or losing your oh. child. That you know, they say generally that you know where these things happen and you are so attached obviously your child and and your husband or your wife or whatever if you have that's the closest relationship you're going to get or or parents or your parents um and generally it's like two years um especially with a spouse they say that you know the survival rate it is quite common that within two to three years of um a spouse going that the other partner if you're of that age and you're and you're vulnerable and you have maybe certain medical conditions that you know you may not be able to you know it's very hard for them to take that and that goes back again i suppose to this whole thing about stress and dealing with that i mean more thick-skinned people who are much end up being much more resilient so i think it's maybe about us trying to develop certain habits which don't let us get too you know taken over by by events or or behavior of people it's very hard isn't it I it's mean, difficult yeah we've got a few minutes before the the news sadia out of curiosity so that gentleman that you watched on the on the korean mm, drama mm. what sorts of symptoms did he have that- well uh, again he just complete inability to do anything like he what was happening in that like was a panic that, attack yeah a pan it was exactly like a panic <sighs> attack so so for instance he had some issue with his grandmother or something from his childhood a traumatic thing that he was in a fire or whatever and so then every time he saw his grandmother he couldn't he, he'd cut off relationships with her because he just couldn't deal with that because every time he 
saw her, he faced all this traumatic sort of feelings and he couldn't breathe and he was sweating and he would just pass out or something. So, I mean, you know, obviously in a drama, they might have made it a bit more heavier than it was. But, but you know, That's but I can understand it. a panic attack feels yeah. like. It's but I, I like think, you know, I'm sure we've all experienced a panic attack. I think if anyone's been in a situation, you know, which has been really quite scary, I mean, it may be like even something like, you know, if you're involved in an accident somewhere or you've been involved in a fire or something traumatic has happened then when you're put in that situation again everything comes back to you and it's very very hard then to cope because you relive that and you know and so you know again it's amazing it's just about it's about the human um, I'm amazed sometimes at the resilience of humans in terms of how we are to be able to get through some of the big hurdles that we have and and the strength is within us I should think you know it's just a matter of how we cope with it but it's just quite fascinating I, I, I think you know but we need to be able to like as I was saying you know sometimes I think that oh if I, if I get a headache or if I get this then you know react to it do something about it, even if it means you go and take two paracetamol to calm that down. Don't let it build up. Don't let that stress build up. Go and listen to some music. Go and do something to relieve yourself of it instead of um, going in a pit and taking it all and then having a detrimental effect on your health. Yeah. Because I think that's something that we can all do. Step away from it. Go and do something else. Exactly. Well, well said, Sadia. Thank you so much for sharing this very interesting syndrome. I didn't even put the two and two together. And I look forward to more chinwags with you next week. Thank you very much indeed.